Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. The Kidley right from the logo. Got it. Oh, but Kidley right. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. Uh, today we're going to talk about some basketball. Um, we had just like a second to talk about it when uh, KJ Simpson, the newest addition to CU's recruiting class, um, let's see, ranked 87th in the country, I think, um, when he when he joined the class. Uh, but we're going to take a couple of minutes today, talk a little bit about him how he could potentially fit into the rotation and maybe even just build out the entire rotation from there. That's kind of what I'm thinking Um, because all the scholarships are filled. The buffs are set. This should be their roster. I mean, you never know for sure. Maybe something flares up over the season and somebody wants to leave. It surprised me because if you're going to transfer, you want to transfer when people still have scholarships available. So I don't know why you'd see any transfers at this point without any transfers there's no scholarships to fill. So uh, this should be it. This should be it. And it's, it's a really, really exciting group. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll talk more in a second. Uh, But first uh, let's talk a little bit about the Colorado XOs. Um, They're not only the presenting sponsor of this podcast, they're also a rugby team located in Glendale, Colorado. They share a training facility with the U S national teams And they kind of like work closely with those national teams to take really good athletes, teach them how to play rugby, and hopefully create somewhat of a farm system into the U.S. national team. Um, It's cool stuff. They're 5-1 and at this point. So definitely follow along with DNVR Rugby on Twitter or the podcast or the written content at thednvr.com. Okay. So, um... KJ Simpson. So he's a guard. Um, Not really sure if he's going to be a point guard, shooting guard. We'll just kind of see how that shakes out. Um, The reason why he is regarded so highly is the length, the athleticism. I mean, and does that really come as a surprise? I mean, that's the way that basketball works now more than ever. I mean, you've always wanted good athletes. You've always want really long guys, but there's a there's a premium that you have to pay for those guys right now. I guess that's not how college sports work. You don't. There's no salary cap or anything like that. You can just bring as many of these guys in as you want, but they're going to be tough to find because everybody's after them. Um, these are the guys who are seen as uh, real assets at the next level. You know, in the in the same way that in in the NFL draft, NFL teams are looking for you know, the kind of that size speed combination. And of course uh, there are other things that factor in, but there are a lot of teams that just look at those two traits 
and hold them above everything else. Um, size and speed. With basketball, it's fairly similar, except instead of size, it really is length. And speed can just kind of be tweaked to overall athleticism. And what's really interesting is that there are a few of these guys in this class, um, just, just good, long athletes. And, you know, that's that's why they're seen as next-level players. They're, they're top 100 recruits at this point, um, but soon to be headed to the NBA um, if, if things go well, um, KJ, you know, obviously still not super polished. Um, I feel like that's kind of the book with, with guys with those tools. And maybe some of it's just like, you don't really need to do too much else, but you will need to like work on the shooting a little bit, work on, um, you know, maybe some passing this handle, that kind of stuff. Uh, but with the attributes that he has now, you can see him sliding in pretty quickly as a solid defender, potentially. Um, again, you got you got to get him on the court, see what he can do. Um, but he he has the tools to do it, and uh, yeah, he he should be a pretty exciting guy to watch, given that his strengths are what they are. Their length and athleticism. That's all the exciting stuff, you know, alley oops and in transition and all that stuff. Um. 6'2", 175, I should say. 6'2", 175. Um, so he could wind up playing either guard spot, probably play a combination of both. Um, and he could factor in this season. Uh, I think that's true of a lot of these freshmen. Um, maybe we should run through them a little bit more. Uh, Quincy Allen, 6'7", 190. He's a small forward. Um, he's known for like his shooting, his scoring more than anything. Um I'm not going to try to make comparisons because I'm really bad at that when it comes to basketball. Um, but what you like is that he's he's crafty. You know, he finds a way to get the ball in the bucket, and he doesn't. He isn't somebody who like goes through defenders and is big and powerful. He, he's more somebody who knows how to get the ball off the glass and into the bucket. He's a scorer. He's a scorer is what he is, um, and uh, he can create his own shot. You know, somebody who's really excited to watch. Uh, Julian Hammond, you know, we know him from Cherry Creek. I think he was the quarterback there, yeah. Um, And he he was really good, you know. He was also the 5A basketball player of the year. Um, Put up, like, I think it was, like, 25-4 and with some solid um, steal and block numbers to go with it. just a really good athlete. And to me with these Colorado prospects, I think that that's kind of what you look for. You know, the Colorado isn't necessarily a place where you find, at least in the time that I've been following a lot of the, you know, freak athletes, like, like, you know, the, the, the athleticism length combination, I guess you've got Bay fall here now. Um, who's like a top five recruit in, I think he's in the 2022 class. Um, but you know, these these football players who play basketball, you, you almost seem as like a court general if things go well. Um, I like it. I like it. Um, Lawson Lovering, the, the really, in my opinion, like the crown jewel of the class. Um, and I'm not actually sure where he ranks right now. I haven't checked in so long. It just seems like he's always moving up. Um, there isn't much more you could ask of him. Uh, he's He's seven feet tall, maybe even over that at this point. Um, he's, he's built thick, 
You know, he's 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 strong. I I looking at him, I would bet that they will add like a little bit more weight on. But to be honest, he's he's pretty close to ready to go. And he can do pretty much anything you could ever want a center to do. Obviously, he has that size, and he's a very physical presence in the paint. You like him as a seven-footer blocking shots, uh, getting rebounds, that kind of stuff. But he provides a lot more. Um, he, he can shoot. He can really score from all three levels. Um, he's a good passer, good playmaker, high IQ. You know, if things go well, he could be some somebody you run your offense through. You know, you, you look at what Nicole Jokic is doing with the Nuggets. Maybe that's kind of an extreme example, but across basketball, you're seeing more and more teams go toward the idea of playing through their bigs. And Lawson Lovering is one of the ideal bigs to run an offense through, or at least he projects as one. Again, still need to see him play some college basketball. Um, Who'd I miss? Oh, Javon Ruffin. Uh... He's a he's a guard, probably a shooting guard. Um, he uh, he's outside the top 100, but not by much. I'm kind of curious to see where he's going to fit in. Um, you know, like I said, six five, one ninety five. Uh, he he can shoot. He's fairly physical underneath the rim. Um, he can finish underneath. He, he's, he's smart. He passes well. Um, and with all those tools, I don't really know where he's going to fit in. I don't really know where he's going to fit in. Um, but maybe he could play the three. I, I'm not so sure. You, you could see him being a point guard too. Seriously. Um, he's going to be exciting as well. Uh, so there's like a quick rundown on this class to kick things off. And now, now that we know this roster, let's just dig into this rotation. Um, let's see. Let's start. Let's start uh, in the front court. Nope. Let's not. Let's start in the back court. Um, the other addition, the other addition, the new face that we'll be seeing with Colorado this season is Mason Faulkner. Um, he's a he's a transfer point guard. He was at Northern Kentucky, went to West Carolina, and now with one year of eligibility left, he's coming to Colorado. Um, I, you know, I, I don't like saying like, like this feels like a slight to say like, he's kind of a poor man's McKinley, right? But that's how I see him. And, and maybe, maybe just a little bit more upside as a shooter. Um, a good score scores on a bunch of different le- levels. Um, can, uh, can obviously create for others and, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, there will be a drop-off, but I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see. What's what's a good goal for him this season? Um, I hate how they do the all-pack 12 teams. feels like forever since we've talked about this, but you have 10 players on the first team, five on the second team. I think, I think if you're Mason Faulkner, your goal is to get onto one of the two all-pack 12 teams. And I think that's... I think it's a good goal. You know, uh... Not too lofty, but you're 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 asking enough of yourself. Um, I do think that he's going to be the starter. I'd be kind of surprised if he isn't. Um, 
how this exactly works out. Let's, I guess maybe we go through the starters first. Um, I'll give you my starters. We'll take a quick break and then we'll uh, try to figure out what the rest of this rotation looks like. Um, so a point guard, we're going Mason Faulkner. Uh, you've got Keyshawn Bartholomew still there. He looked good during times. He, he struggled at other points during his redshirt freshman season last year. Um, he'll be back as a redshirt freshman again this year. Last year didn't count for anybody's eligibility, so keep that in mind. Um, and, you know, the, the good news is that most of his best basketball came late in the season. And obviously you, you like that because it shows growth and development and those sorts of things. You also like it because those are the most important moments. Um, he made some good plays in the NCAA tournament. He made some plays in the Pac-12 tournament. And there were other struggles at points. But I do think that we saw a lot of growth and we saw that he didn't shy away in the big moments. Um, still, though, Mason Faulkner is established. And Keyshawn could compete for another starting job. It's just tough to see how exactly he makes that work. Um, at shooting guard... You've got, uh, right now, I've got Eli Parquet, Maddox Daniels, Neat Clifford, Luke O'Brien as shooting guards. Maybe you move Maddox to the three. He fits better. Um, you know, I guess you've also probably got KJ Simpson and Julian Hammond there. Um, and Javon Ruffin. As of right now, I'd say he's a two. Although, he might be one of the guys you slide into the three. Um, because at the three... I have nobody. You know, you can call Maddox that guy. Maybe you could say, like, Tristan De Silva could play the three, which he absolutely could, but is that his position? Like, who he is as a player? I don't really think so. Um, but, yeah, looking at these shooting guards, uh, the starter to me is Eli Parquet. And to, to be honest, that's not even to me. Like, Eli Parquet is a starter on this basketball team. Maybe, like, you, you also start Keyshawn over Maddox, and you move... Eli to the three or something. That's not what I have going down though. Um, I've got Maddox Daniels at the three um, starting. He's a senior again. And you know, he, he, he has his strengths. He has his weaknesses. I think that he is better served coming off the bench. Um, I think that what he provides, you know, his, his defense improved a lot over the course of last season. Um, honestly, I don't know how I grade him as a defender at this point. He's, he's a plus defender at this point. He's a plus defender at this point. Um, which you do like, uh, he, he can also knock down some shots. He can also miss some shots and you can make some bad decisions out there. What is he in his final year of eligibility? I, I think you're hoping for just a little bit more. You know, he was close to being what the buffs needed him to be last year. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, he provided what they needed. But I do still think that there's one more step that he can take. I hope he does. I hope he does. Um, I'm curious. I'm going to pull up these stats. Yeah, 38% from the field, 37% from three. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, those are <laughs> rebounds. 2.4 rebounds a game. Uh, he wasn't playing all that much. 5.3 points per game. Um, and how many minutes is this? This is in... They don't do minutes per game. 582 divided... Oh, there it is. 18.2 minutes a game. So yeah, you, you do expect just a little bit more production. That three-point percentage at 37, that's the bare minimum. If, if he's shooting 36, you're disappointed. If he's shooting 38 and a half, 
then you're starting to say, yeah, this this is going well. And obviously that 40 mark is where you say, yeah, this is a starter. This is somebody who you want to be putting out there. And if he's providing defense on the other end, he can be, you know, you can be a piece, a starter on a very, very good basketball team, a Pac-12 title contending basketball team. Um, with with where he was last year, he's probably the weak link if, if, you, if you make that run. Um, plenty of potential there, though. Uh, so, so far we've got uh, Mason Faulkner at the one. We've got Eli Parquet at the two. We've got Maddox Daniels at the three. And here's how we're going to shake out or how the rest of this is going to shake out. Um, I'm going to, the last two starters are Jabari Walker and Evan Batty. And I think Evan probably starts at center and Jabari at the four. Yeah. I think Jabari just can't hold up. He isn't stout enough to keep centers in the pack 12 away from the basket. Um, Evan, some length deficiencies for that spot, you know, at six foot eight, you're, you'd prefer somebody who's more, that's seven feet tall range maybe, but it's it's certainly not a, a problem just because he is so stout. He is so strong. He can keep guys away from the basket, and, and we've seen him have success against some of the, the best, most athletic centers in the Pac-12. Um, so I think, I think that you're happy with that. Um, those are my five starters, and sorting through who's first off the bench, second off the bench, all that kind of stuff is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, But before we get to that, we're going to take a break and we're going to talk about some seltzers, Uh, not just any seltzers, the best seltzers that you can find anywhere. Um, Of course, I'm talking about the good company seltzers from Breckenridge Brewery. Um, They're such good stuff. I was actually down the DMVR bar today. Um, I don't so I don't think we have like the the seltzers available for purchase at the bar, but we do keep a whole lot of them in our studios. Um, and while I was down there helping out with some different stuff, uh, the the manager of the bar <laughs> saw the recycling bin and was like, "Wow, you guys had a lot of fun because we filled that thing up with good company seltzer cans, and those can only come from one place, our studio upstairs, or actually." If you use the Breckenridge Brewery Beer Locator, you can figure out all the different places you can buy them. Um, they seriously are really good. We do go through a lot of them. Um, I mean, there's nothing not to like. You know, you've got the, like, 100 calories. I think there's, like, more alcohol than in a, a cheap beer usually. And so you, you get some bang for your buck. They're seriously great. If you haven't tried them yet, now's the time. It's summer. Good weather means seltzers. Um, plus, if you're looking for uh, a place to hang out, check out the farmhouse down in Littleton. It's like the the headquarters of Breckenridge Brewery. That's where they make all their beer. Um, that's where, I guess, brew all their beer, you're supposed to say. Uh, there's like food, of course. You can get beers. You can get seltzers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's a great time and a great way to spend an afternoon an evening i don't really know i feel like i feel like late afternoon would be the the right vibe at least in my mind um also gabby insurance uh gabby stands for get a better insurance g-a-b-i um you know a, a lot of my coworkers at dmvr have put their policy to the test they've turned to gabby and they've saved hundreds of dollars drew creaseman aj hayfley Lindsay sauer all saved hundreds on their yearly insurance rates Eric Weedham, who you know better as D-Line, he saved over 
$1,300 on his yearly insurance rate. It's it's a great deal. You definitely have to check it out. Um, the way it works is th it'll ask you some like super easy questions like, uh, what is your name? What's your zip code? Things like that. Then they'll take your insurance policy and they'll m match it or I guess what they really do is like send it around to a bunch of different places. Uh, 40 of the top insurance providers. You got Progressive, Nationwide Travelers, 37 others. And they all give you quotes. And they say, okay, for this insurance policy, that'll cost you however much money. And then you get your exact same insurance, but you can take your pick of 40 different offers. It's it's a great, great tool. Um, there's really nothing to worry about. They They don't sell your information or, or anything like that. You don't get any spam or robocalls. So put your policy to the test like we did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out and there's no obligation. Uh, so go to gabby.com slash dnvr. That's gabi.com slash dnvr. Okay. So um, basketball. We've, we've got our five starters. And honestly... I don't think those guys are locked in. If, if you were to guess like who are the next most likely guys to start, oof. There, there's three that come to mind. And the most likely we're going to go with is Lawson Lovering. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough call uh, between these three, but the thing about Lawson is that he is so talented. He's, uh, like I said, built to play now. Um, he, he understands the game. Well, it's obvious in the way that he moves the ball. And on top of that, he's a true seven footer, which is something that Colorado does not have on its roster in any other form, except for him. Um, because of that, you could see how he could carve his way into that starting role. And I think what that would look like is loss in its center. And then you just bump Evan Batty down to power forward. You bump Jabari Walker down to small forward, and then you uh, move Maddox Daniels to the bench. Um, and, and the combination of Lawson, I think, being ready to go, you know, he's also their top prospect according to all the recruiting ranking people. Oh, by the way, the 247, 24-7 sports uh, composite rankings, which takes the rankings of everybody, makes them into one. They have Colorado at eighth in the country now. They, they jumped up from number nine where they were a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so that's even more exciting. Um, All the things about loss and lovering, like he's in a really good situation. There is no, if he is ready to play center, there is just nobody blocking him from doing that. Um, and for that reason, I think of, of the guys we didn't call starters, he's the most likely to be a starter. From there, next most likely, I'm going Tristan De Silva, and the reason is we, we've seen a bunch of flashes. We've seen a, a bunch of things that you really like, some nice shots, some nice passes, um, a couple of decent defensive moments as well, but, you know, the the big flaw at this point for him is just his size. You know, he, he has the length that you like, but he hasn't totally filled out yet, which would be unreasonable to expect of him given that he's like 18, 19 years old. Having an entire offseason, having a summer to, to maybe put on just a little bit weight, that that could be the difference between what he was last year, you know, somebody who 
I always thought if he was on the floor, I was excited about it. And I guess more so the second half of the season. There were some rough moments in the first half of the season. Um, but as the season progressed, you got to the point where you're always excited to see him out there. Um, he's a solid seventh, eighth man. You know, somebody you want to give some minutes to, he can he can shoot, he can get to the rim, he can pass. That's just a, a nice role player to have. Making that next step, though, I mean, first of all, you got cut down on a couple of the mistakes. Um, you know, don't throw the ball away. Some of the some of the simple things. If if you tick up your your three point your shooting percentages, I I think that that could do it. But also, just a little bit more size might make it easier for him on the defensive end. Um, but if he does take a little bit of a step, easy to see him surpassing Maddox Daniels for that starting small forward spot. Um, again, I think his best fit is as a power forward. But I think that that is true of him and Evan Batty and Jabari Walker. And there isn't anybody at small forward who fits that bill. Um, and then the third guy who I think really could push for a starting job, Keyshawn Bartholomew. Um, again, he last year did not look like somebody who should be starting. But again, with young players, you can expect them to grow. And... You know, I think a lot of us thought that he was going to be a little bit sharper last season, a little bit more polished than he was. But with an entire offseason to go through this stuff, an entire summer to go through everything, you could see that being the difference. And so, again, so there's three guys who I think could crack that starting lineup. Lawson Lovering um, is, is number one. And then you've got Tristan De Silva, Keyshawn Bartholomew. They're, they're so close to being ready. Just need to put the pieces together just a little bit more um from there though things get really competitive and honestly those guys are going to be competing too you know Tristan De Silva maybe has a little bit easier path um than Keyshawn just because you, you look at the rest of the roster and you know there's, there's some walk-ons uh some some guys who don't get many minutes who've been around for a while and then there's Quincy Allen who I still think is more of a threat to be a small forward than a power forward. And so for Tristan, he's in a decent position where he's probably, I guess, I don't know. It depends on how some of this stuff shakes out. But if the starting lineup is what we said it was, it's going to be him and, and Lawson coming off the bench to spell the bigs. Not a bad role for a second year player. Um, the front court though, or the back court, sorry, gets just, it's it's really backed up. Um, you've got guys like Neat Clifford who did some good things last year. Luke O'Brien who also did some good things. Probably not quite as many as Neek, but he, he was he wasn't far behind. Um, and then all those guys we were talking about earlier who will be freshmen: KJ Simpson, Julian Hammond, uh, Javon Ruffin. I mean, honestly, these guys are good enough prospects that you expect at least one of them to be real contributors this year. Um, and then Quincy Allen, Lawson Lovering. I think Lawson, you absolutely do. Quincy is probably going to be tough to keep off the floor too. Um, and by the end of the year, he could absolutely be the third starter. I, I or the fifth starter. Sorry, but um, I guess the big thing for him is going to be the defense. You know, I, I do think that he's a good enough shooter to to contribute early. Um, and I think because of that he might quickly become a fan favorite. I wouldn't be surprised if he's somebody who 
you know, gets a couple of spot minutes a week or two in the season. You know, you, you see him early in the season. He's coming in late, maybe making a shot or two. Uh, but then he gets an opportunity a couple, a few weeks in um, and, and gets hot and knocks down some shots. He's, he's capable of that. And again, like I said, can he defend high major guards, forwards? I mean, whoever he's going to be able to guard. That's that's the question. That's the question because offensively, I do think that he's going to be ready to go. This is going to be a really competitive camp. And I mean, offseason as well. As soon as people start getting back onto campus, the battles will begin. I mean, there's there's so many people who could crack this rotation. I mean, just running through like Keyshawn Bartholomew, you expect to be in the rotation, although... Again, with with all this talent coming in, he might get pushed onto the bench. I mean, I guess he's already on the bench. Pushed further down the bench um, if, if he doesn't play well. You know, Mason Faulkner would be a surprise if he isn't the starter, in my opinion. But, again, you, you never know. You never know. Um, Luke O'Brien, Neek Clifford, Maddox Daniels, Eli Parquet, KJ Simpson, Julian Hammond, Javon Ruffin, Quincy Allen, Jabari Walker, Evan Batty, Tristan Da Silva, um, loss and lovering out of those that group I mean Hammond at least when you look at the stars and the ratings and all that probably the least likely to make it onto the floor but that's still for 5, 6, 7 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 candidates for the starting lineup Um. yeah I think that that's all I have to say uh, again, this is a great recruiting class. There's a lot of talent coming onto campus. That's going to make things really competitive. And it's such a young team that's tough to see that being a bad thing. Uh, on top of that, you have some nice pieces, obviously with Evan Batty, with Eli Parquet. I mean, those are, those are players who fit onto or into any rotation. You know, they can defend, they provide enough offensively to, to not feel like they're just paperweights out there. And Evan Batty has some real upside. Eli Parquet can get kind of hot and that's really the next step for him too i guess is to become just a knockdown three-point shooter and if he becomes a knockdown three-point shooter he's a guy who could get a look from the nba um because of they're, they're looking for defenders um gonna be a lot of fun i'm excited we'll keep following along but as of now it looks like the roster is set and colorado top eight recruiting class in the entire country. Who saw that coming? All right. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. We'll be talking about something. We'll, we'll see what that is when we get there. Uh, I'll see you then.